reasonable reaction to seeing a mouse in your kitchen? If questions like this have crossed your mind, then you're in good company. Today we'll be taking a closer look at some of the daily habits and social conventions that make up the monotony of life. Let's try and understand why extension cords are always too long or too short. Grab your knitting needles and a blanket because it's time for three old friends to sit around and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. So join me, Dion, under the covers with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. Now, before we get started, um, Christian, the other night I was wanting to send off an email to a colleague of ours. It was in it was about eight o'clock at night, and I was about to shoot off this email to this colleague, and Christian stopped me and he was like, No, 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 don't send it now. I was like, I'm sorry. And <laughs> and Christian said, No, 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 let him rest. Let, let him rest. Let him let him rest. Yeah. Oh, let him rest. You yeah. shouldn't He's send it. He's got a loaf email. of bread. <laughs> You shouldn't send an email after hours because yeah. he'll get interrupted. So I was just thinking, don't shake your head, Josh. <laughs> I was just thinking about the feeling that I get receiving an email after work hours or before work hours and the anxiety that it gives me seeing that come through. Now, this guy in particular, we know that he's pretty busy at the moment. Yep. So if you're sending off an email at 8 p.m. Yep. and he sees that, maybe he's just sat down after a long day. He's got a cup of tea and he's going, finally. And then he sees that bounce up. Where's the separation for him? Josh, what do you think? I think the onus is on the person to mute work email. Surely. It Not, surely is. Why? That's surely the argument. Why? Because it's work. Okay, and it's anxiety-inducing. Okay, okay, but okay, really, sure. with this, I feel like there needs. it's very important to have that separation between church and state, <laughs> work and... And play. Yes. <laughs> They're the tenants of our Westminster system, Christian. But and <laughs> do you want to contribute to, to the culture that there's emails just flying no, off no, at no, any but, time of the day? But the difference is, Dion, as as what this is a side project, there's a lot of out-of-hours stuff. There is no expectation that when Dion sent that email, yeah. he's going to get a response that night. It's not an urgent thing. It's yeah. like, this is when I'm working on patchwork stuff. I'm going to shoot this off but now. But this goes to your thing, Josh, of saying that um, you didn't want to message me after midnight because you didn't want to wake me up. It's up to me. If I get woken up, my phone should be turned off, right? Nah. It should be turned off. Nah, no Why? way. Why shouldn't because phones and emails be turned be- off? Because they're there for emergencies, right? But then the it's a call. That what? It's a call then. That's right. So you have to no now... One, no one emails, hey, mate, <laughs> just had a car accident. <laughs> Can you come and pick me up? No, but the onus should be on all of us to not contribute to each other's anxieties. Keep keep the messaging, keep mm. the emailing for business hours. I you think if, you, if you're working in a traditional business and you do have those business hours, so in this particular example, Welcome to Patchwork, we don't exist within normal business hours. Yes. So for us to send things any time of day, we don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> so for us to send a thing any time of day, I agree. If you if you work a nine to five, mm. actually no, I still think if there's no expectations on a reply, so maybe in the email it needs to be, "Hey mate, whenever you get to this, no rush." No, that but kind why of thing. then? Why not just send it the next morning or schedule? Or it schedule. Send, we yeah. do have scheduling. That's an interesting point. I just think that the only problem with it, Josh. By sending it to the person, you're relying on them having good command of technology, like knowing how to mute their stuff That's after right. particular hours. That's right. But you're also you're also not considering necessarily the person that they might be particularly anxious about receiving emails and might be like like yeah, proactively also, checking their emails all the time. I don't in, know. in my job, I need to be aware of particular things happening outside of hours, so I can't mute my work emails. Sure. 
for you, the really important ones that come through. I don't can't. want to get an email from Dion asking a very basic question that might be able to wait till the next day. Sure, mate. Give it a swipe. Whoosh. Gone. Nah, no, Gone. no, because the load is there. And Dion, oh, load. Ah, great. no, 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 because... Mental load. How good and is we, mental load? Mental load is a thing, right? It doesn't matter how mm-hmm. easily it is to swipe that message away. Mm-hmm. It lives there in your brain, eating away at your psyche because tomorrow I've got that additional thing to worry mental about. Mental load. <laughs> so Josh. Sounds like you need a new job. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, have you heard before that concept of mental load? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I get it. <laughs> but I think more broadly, you can't necessarily do all the work for the person on the other end of the email. I think I think it just has mm. to be the onus is on the person receiving the emails to set it up in a way that's convenient to them. I understand what you're saying, Christian. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Uh, but you can't treat everyone under the presumption that they don't want to get emails. No, but uh, that's the culture that I want to breed. I, don't, I, I know that sometimes work exists out of hours, but if you can avoid it, avoid it. I think I have the resolution. And a friend of mine told me the other day, sent me a screenshot of a CEO who sent him an email and it was, and it said something down the bottom in the signature. It said something like, "If you get this email out of hours, there's no expectation that you reply." And it was just this kind of this understanding thing. I reckon that's really lovely that that awareness, um, and yeah, baking that in. Then how about this? This solves everything, right? Put on your after out of hours notification that says, "If it's an emergency, call me." I like that. So I like then, that. so but then you don't have to worry about your emails at all. If it's important enough, they'll call to, you. But does that mean every night you have to go and turn that on? Set it automatically. You can set it automatically. But how do you guys feel when you send an email to someone and you get that out of office? And what's your out of office rep- um, email template like? I realize, I realize when I get that out of office, nothing that I've sent is really that important. Because it's like, yeah, if it's, yeah, if it's so urgent, true. contact X and Y. And I will never contact X and Y. Number one, yep. I don't want to speak to people I don't know. Number two, happy to wait. Actually, you know what it is? Because if it is urgent, you start with the call. Yeah. You yeah. don't. If it's urgent, yeah, you're not starting with an email. True. Yep. Josh, are there any essential elements of an out-of-office email that you would like to include when, you're, when uh, you're writing yours? I think you want a friendly greeting and you want some times and so I'll next be in the office at X time. Yep. That's pretty much all you need. Interesting. Hey, actually, no, you've got to thank them for the email, don't you? You've always got to thank them for the email. <laughs> Thanks so much for your email. Do you yeah. know what I don't like? People that explain why they're out of office. Like, I'm off sick at the moment. Don't need to know. Just need to know that you're not at the desk. Yeah, that's fair. Christian, anything you'd add to Josh, Josh's template? No, I think that's pretty good. I think the, well done, Josh. the, less, <laughs> le, the less is more. And I think that's true with everything in life. <laughs> I was having a chat to a friend the other day um, And as I was talking to them They were busy sort of doing something else Cleaning up And I realised what was happening is They were being overly agreeable To the things that I was saying That made me think I don't think they're fully listening to what I'm Mm. saying I I know exactly what you mean (laughs) (laughs) That kind of thing, right? I wouldn't finish making a point Mm. In whatever the sentence was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they were already agreeing to it. So, for example, I'll give you an example. So, Christian, if you just want to talk to me yeah, sure. and I'll pretend I'm the semi-distracted person. It was sure. Like yeah, so we've got this podcast festival coming yep. up. It's on the 1st yeah, of August, 2.15pm. Um, it's yeah, actually the first yep. time the Melbourne Podcast <laughs> Festival has been hosted yeah, wow. in Melbourne. Yeah, I get it. Like, ah. it was that, just constantly too much. It wasn't like a, <laughs> mm, or a, yeah. Like, I'm okay with those sounds and like a head nod and those normal communication things that we're all used to, mm. but it was just too much that made <laughs> that made me think 
you're placating me in some way, pretending that you're listening. Do you think that mm. that's just how that person listens? It was too over the top and I've talked to them before and it didn't happen. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you think they were distracted. How did you feel when you could hear already that they were doing things as you were talking to them? Um, I think I was just like, this is either that disinteresting to you, so I don't know why I'm bothering. That was my main nah, feeling. I, I was like, whatever mm. I'm saying now, you are completely disinterested in, which is fine. Nah. Let's move on. That's not what it was, I don't reckon. I reckon, just in terms of what you've said, I think they were just overcompensating for the fact that they would have thought, he thinks I'm distracted, but I'm going to reinforce that I'm actually not distracted. I'm really, really listening. I think it's that. I think they were just concerned with the... Yeah, but how can you do both? How can you do the things agree, and then also interpret what's being said. You know what I need? Mm. I need a little pop quiz after the conversation. Yeah, yes. I was thinking that. Yes. By the way. That's great. Yeah. So Perfect. When, Every that's... conversation should have a pop <laughs> but, quiz. But I think the way... So when I'm being an active listener, mm. I always think, okay, make sure that when the statement's been made by that person, whatever it is, that you ask a question back. Because the question back shows that not only are you listening, but you're interested. But is yeah. this more yeah. for you to show that person you're listening or is this more for your understanding of what's being talked about? Uh, no, I think I think it's a show of faith that, yes, I'm engaged in this conversation. So Josh, sort of Josh literally just did what you said you no, do. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, and do you know what? I'm really engaged in this conversation because I know Josh is listening. No, but what I've tried to say yep. is, are yep. you just... Yep. <laughs> the whole episode's going to be that. Yep. Yep. Are you just trying to pretend you're interested by doing, well, I meant to ask a question because it sounds like I'm interested. No, no, because it also, if if I'm thinking, hey, you've got a, like, a good listener is someone who asks questions, it makes me listen as well and reflect on what they're yep. saying. But how cognizant, Christian, are you of actually thinking about those questions that you're asking or does it yes. come quite naturally yeah, so, to you? No, well, so I think as I've gotten better at listening, the yep. questions come a little more naturally. Mm. But there are times where I'll catch uh-huh. myself thinking <laughs> thinking of the questions and not listening. Yeah, great. Shocking. Great. And I do that as well. Yeah. It's shocking. Well, there's a moment, right, your brain ticks over. Yep. And I used to work with a guy and it was hell. The, uh, the easiest way to describe it, it wasn't a conversation. It was him waiting to talk. Oh. And it was just the whole time I could tell he's just got his thing in his head going, all right, come on, Josh. I want to say my bit now. Yeah, it's so... And what I do in that situation is I write down my point because I know I'm going to... You fix, write it down? What? I write it down. If I've got something I want to say in a conversation, just just sometimes. So you'll pull work, your phone out? No, no, no. I'll pull, oh, okay. I'll pull my pen out and then I'll pull... And I'm right on my phone. And then in a distracted <laughs> fashion, <laughs> go, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But I... Um, no, I like to write it down because I know that I'll forget my point. But I, but more importantly, I don't want to be thinking about the point that I'm making yeah. when that person is talking. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. What you, what you have to say generally is likely not more important than what's being said at the time. How willing are you two guys to let a point go when the conversation oh, moves that on? Is such a good question. Ooh. That is. Let's just end this show now. <laughs> We're done. Say so, so like I, f- I often find it happens. We that grapple it- with that every fucking episode. Yeah, we do. Know, we we've never do. talked about Josh. That's such a good question. So it's kind of the idea. Right? I guess you're at a party or something, and you're in a group conversation, and you're waiting for your. You've got your thing. You're like, oh, this is an important thing. Someone else comes in, and it moves on a little bit. Are yep. you going back? Yep. Are you going back to the other point? Oh, I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it letting it go, but you do seem like a selfish idiot if yeah. you're like, I-, I actually had something to say about... <laughs> yep. I'm going to level up on that, Josh, and go, what about if you're in a group situation, you've thought of something funny to say, and you're just waiting for that time, oh, waiting, yeah. waiting for that gap, and the gap doesn't happen? Oh. Do you just dispense of it? Sometimes I did it the other day, 
It was it was a tough choice. Honestly, yeah. it's more difficult if you've got a zinger of a joke. Oh. If it's just an interesting tidbit, whatever. I'll tell you the I'll tell you the strategy is you you casually bring the conversation <laughs> back up so you reset <laughs> up the joke. <laughs> Lay a little trap over yeah. here for you guys. You walked right into it. <laughs> Here's a part of the convo you missed. But it's yeah. it's yes. <laughs> It's really interesting though. In that moment where you're weighing up, hang on, is it too late or am I have I still got time? In that moment, I feel like I'm going. Is this just a stupid? Is this going to make any contribution to these people's lives? Yes, exactly. Is this, is this uh, yeah. like is your this own validation, or, or is this just a shitty dad joke that I'm making? That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is it for my own validation? But yes, that's, but that's with making <laughs> that's with making jokes in conversation anyway. Yeah. Like the idea of of making a joke in a conversation is. Is pointless when you think about it. Like, why are you doing it? Yeah, let's live humorless lives. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know but what you say. I know what you say. I was just making a joke. <laughs> uh, guys, it's about halfway through the episode, so it's probably a good time to check that our microphones are working right. Um, I thought that for for this episode, sound check, we could do it to. Things you'd find in an antipasto platter. <laughs> sure. Uh, Dion, do you want to kick us off? Uh, yes, yes, yes. An artichoke heart is a particularly good start. <laughs> an artichoke heart is a particularly good start. Josh, would you like to sound check your microphone? Sure. Mussolini spat out some bocconcini. <laughs> Mussolini spat out some bocconcini. I think it's working all right, Christian. Yep, I'll give mine a go. Hakuna Matata, it's a Kalamata. <laughs> Hakuna Matata, it's a Kalamata. <laughs> Christian, Josh, I was over at uh, your house uh, the other night. Uh, it was a lovely, it was a lovely time, and I was over there because we were going to do a, a live stream on Instagram. Uh, for those who don't know, we do that periodically, so make sure you follow us on social media. But one thing was I noticed that you guys were in the kitchen and there was a little bit of a rumbling across the <laughs> rumbling. across the floor. I sort of noticed something and you guys sort of tracked it, but I don't think you said anything. I was like, what, what the hell was that? And Christian, you said, it's a mouse. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> and you said, it's a mouse. And a discussion ensued where I felt like I was an idiot because I was raising an issue that there was a mouse Presumably mice in the heist. <laughs> um, and I was shocked because I was... It's this weird feeling where you know you're right. <laughs> Josh, you might have this feeling uh, <laughs> regularly, but you know you're right. Um, but I was stunned because the thought of having a mouse in a house is such an incredibly bad idea that I wanted to know from you guys, what, what's what's the background? What's the name of the mouse? <laughs> um, what's the background to all this and why the... Christ, is it not a, like an issue for you? The w- okay, so the way you reacted was if it was the first. It would. It, it's outrageous the thought of a mouse being in a house running across running across the kitchen. It's 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 outrageous that 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 you guys are like, oh yeah, it's the mouse. No, not the mouse. We know we've got probably mice. Can I? Can I? Yes. Go against you, Christian, to oh. say, I thought that Dion's reaction was perfectly reasonable and ours was weird. The fact that oh, we were like, God. yeah, it's, it's the mouse. Like, yeah. it's weird that we're completely okay with it. But, but for me, this mouse 
is just trying to live its life. These mice, to be fair, p- perhaps <laughs> could be mice, could be mouse. They multiply, Christian. They I, go nuts like rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, Dion, it's not like we see it every day. <laughs> No, no, I'm saying I haven't seen a mouse for yeah. months and months. Oh, months? Mu- <laughs> yeah. This like, year, you haven't seen a mouse? Uh, we'll, no, I don't think so. We'll get occasional updates from a housemate being like, saw the mouse a in wh- the kitchen. A what, mate? <laughs> a mouse, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Just nipping to the kitchen. You guys want anything? <laughs> um, no, I think Dion had an appropriate reaction. And I, on on reflection, I feel like... We're too comfortable with the fact that there's a mouse running rampant in our house. Well, that's the thing, though. They're not running rampant. Yeah, that's true. They scurry. There's occasional scurrying. I'm not doubting that. But also, we're in a very, very old property in an area where there's known to be lots of mice. What is the attraction of mice to aged aged properties? (laughs) Why is a 100-year-old home more likely to have a mouse in it? Uh, Holes in the walls, right? Yeah. So get those holes plugged. What do you mean? Get those. We don't own the place. Report that you have mice to your real estate agent and they might do and they mice do something about it. <laughs> do you know, speaking of plugging holes, apparently in one of my old other share houses, um, there used to be an ant problem and apparently a bit of steel wool in the hole stops the ants. Oh, oh that's nice. So it's steel wool all across my bedroom. <laughs> um, um, I, I, Christian, so your thing is I, that... I don't have an issue with it. I don't have an issue... Because okay. the because the mice for me, I'm actually thinking, drop some food on the floor. That mouse is going to come <laughs> clean it up. No, you're That's not. not true. <laughs> That's not true. You had us then, Christian. <laughs> I think I would have a greater issue if I ever saw mouse droppings around, or if any of our food got eaten into. Okay. None okay. of those things happen. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you some things about mice. Okay. Do you want a bit of a school on mice? A school of what is what is the collective <laughs> noun for mice? Mice. Yeah. A computer a lab. Is okay. it a pack? A packet of mice. A packet. A, a cheese of mice. <laughs> so I so so just I was thinking, and I got home that night. I got home and I was like, "Hang on, this isn't this isn't right. This is this is not right. This is this is a this is a, this is wrong. This is a health. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> this is a health and safety concern. So these are, these are a few little facts about mice. Mice can breed all year round with one female able to produce don't five care. to ten litters per year. There'll be one that you care about, Christian. That's fine. How There'll many how many liters of mice? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Five to ten litres of per year. <laughs> With an average of six to eight babies per litre, a family of six mice can multiply into 60 over the course of three months. Great. They can make you very sick and they can still spread disease such as okay, hantavirus, let- salmonellosis, no. listeria through urine no. dropping saliva and nesting materials. Hang on, hang on, hang on. They can destroy your home. <laughs> mice love chewing on wires and when they're in your walls and attic, they have Ooh. full access to electrical wiring. You better believe full they're access. nibbling. What are they, electricians? <laughs> <laughs> the, ma- the mouse is typing on a keyboard. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that's Josh, that's why our front porch light works yes, now. Yes. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you something amazing though? When I was reading this on, on this website, um they said um they do they love chewing on wires because they love to keep their teeth short. What? <laughs> that's the reason. That's the reason they also Why floss are they as well. impervious to the electrical current? I don't know. I love also the idea that they've surveyed the mice. <laughs> hey guys, what's with the chewing of wires? Oh these teeth. <laughs> here's another here's another fact. According to the Illinois Department of Public Health. Oh, um, 25% of all fires attributed to unknown cases are started by rodents. Jesus. So there's fire, there's fire damage. They're also, they'll chew through everything. The they, wire chewing is the own. that's the most compelling you've brought up so far because it's invisible to me. Yeah. But the but, other stuff, I'm waiting for visible signs. They eat 15 to 20 times a day and they'll make their new, they, they usually make nests near a food source as well. Mm. 
There's heaps of this stuff. The you th- guys don't know if a mouse has gone into your in, gone into your pantry and eaten your shit. You've got no idea. No, that's right. We don't have any idea about that. But yes, like, we do. Like, what do you mean? None of my stuff has been eaten into. There's no holes in boxes. Stuff's no, in glass but, jars. No, no, maybe they're opening the packet and grabbing a couple <laughs> of chips. <laughs> and then sealing it up. Yeah. <laughs> As a mouse, how many chips should you take? <laughs> From a packet of chips oh, that's, that's in the, the pantry. At our place is a little podcast with three white male mouse. So good. We have to upgrade the equipment. Why? John keeps chewing through the wires. <laughs> Lots of compelling reasons. There, no, no there? there's not because they're mice. We know that we live in harmony with mice, just like you would probably have mice at your place, Dion. No. The, yes, you do. No, we don't. A hundred percent you would, maybe and you out- just wouldn't know it. Maybe outside. But yes. you know it. That's so, the point. But you I, know that you've I'm got ha- them there. I'm happy with them being there. They're not multiplying. They're not you causing damage. You don't know they're not, not multiplying. Not my place. I'm not going to be there forever. Not my place. Oh, I thought you meant it's not my place to intrude <laughs> on their multiplication. Uh, how about foxes, though? I have no what? idea. Wait, you've got foxes as well? No, no, but like suburban foxes. <laughs> for the mice. <laughs> suburban foxes, though, I've got no... I see them occasionally at night. No idea what they're doing during the day. Where do they, where do they yeah, hang out? Great That's point. Funny. Very good point. Uh, where do they hang out? Near, I reckon just near water. Bus stops. <laughs> Your <laughs> place. Yeah, our place probably. Good yeah. food source. Plenty of mice. <laughs> okay, so let's say, Dion, that the mice scurry every once in a while. Yeah. How do you feel about a mouse versus a cat? Inside. Um, Inside, yeah. Well, I mean, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, in what well, are sense? you okay if someone had their pet inside? Yeah, I'm fine with it because it's usually gets wormed and it doesn't spread disease. And okay, so the, your biggest concern is the spread of disease and the eating and and everything, everything spread of disease, getting into the pantry, droppings. A cat, no, they're completely different. The only similarity yeah, is yeah, legs. I'm hearing it now. <laughs> you need a, <laughs> legs, legs. You need a little bit of mitty litter. Just for, <laughs> just for the mice. That's great. Oh, that's a fun. That's a fun idea, isn't it? <laughs> Brushing your mice as well. But so the idea with the domesticated pets, right? It's that. The cat or the dog, it's got a place to shit, right? It's yep. not doing it indiscriminately throughout the house. Yeah. For most people. Yeah. For most people. That is yeah. the difference between a wild animal and a domesticated yeah. one, Josh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so there's a big difference for me, Christian. Do you, do you put them kind of the same? I think that I'm comfortable having a mouse running around every once in a while because I was comfortable having animals inside growing up. And I know that they spread disease, but I guess I've just never experienced that disease. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Like, uh, if if I had had some form of salmonella poisoning or whatever you said <laughs> yeah. on that list by now, I'd probably go, let's try to get rid of these mice. But it seems as though they've said... We're living we're in not, harmony. Yeah, we're living in harmony here. Let's not disease them. What about if you had a bat in your house, Christian? <laughs> what if I had a bat? Yeah, if you had a bat flying around your house. You'd be fine with the bat. You'd be fine as with long that. as there's no pangolins around. <laughs> Approach the subject. First time at Symmetry, had to get it out. Year and a half in. <laughs> Welcome to Pangolin. <laughs> hey guys, just quickly, do you eat soup or drink it? I was just thinking about it during the week. Uh, did you have a soup that you were consuming that nope. triggered this? Nope, I saw the word soup. And I was you like, thought- am I going to drink that word or am I going <laughs> to eat it? Uh, I don't want to raise the obvious question here of whether it's a chunky soup or a or a or a liquid. I mean, you soup, can. It's a but very... I guess we're going to have to. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you've asked the question. It's Dion. a safe space. Um, I think that I eat soup because soup is normally consumed. Yep. 
at meal time. What about if it's out of a mug, Christian? Because that's uh, the ca- I think that's the key. Oh, the receptacle yeah, that you're drinking out of mug or bowl. Because I was because <laughs> I was going to bring up straws, and you're not oh. you're not drinking soup through a straw. No, you'd be Ooh. mad to. Yeah, you'd be mad. You need hang a very th- well, especially in 2021. <laughs> hang on, but what about a smoothie? Yeah, you drink a smoothie. You don't eat yes, a smoothie. Yes, yes, but do you but do you drink a smoothie through a straw? You can, can't you? What about mm. if the only thing you do for breakfast is eat is is consume a smoothie? Are you then more likely to eat it than drink it because it's because then that's substituting right. breakfast and you don't drink breakfast unless you're drinking liquid go by sustain. <laughs> I think my my metric is if you can suck it through a straw, you can drink it. Otherwise, it's eaten. What? Oh. If you can suck it through a straw, then it, you it's, can drink, drink it. You can drink it. Otherwise, it's eaten. What about a thick shake? It's sometimes impossible to yeah, get through a straw. Yeah, but you drink a thick you shake. Still, you still... Yeah, you you can get it through a straw, is my point. No one has ever put a straw into a pumpkin soup. Oh, oh I don't know, Josh. Come <laughs> on. We have no one ever. <laughs> In Halloween, maybe. Uh, just that w- w- thick shake. Just that word. Great. So, what is going on with that thick shake? Milk shake. What shake? shake. The fact that it shook? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Did they used to shake it? Is that how they used to make them? They still shake it. No, it's a, it's a worry spinny boy now. Well, that's the shake. That's not shaken. That's stirred. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? We love hearing you're really good, so make sure you get in touch with our Really Good Fridays on our Facebook, on our Instagram, on our Twitter. And this week we've got a submission from Reanimate Pod. Reanimates is the podcast. I guess they're on a few weeks ago. If you like the actor Jeffrey Combs, you'll love this podcast. If you've never heard of him, check it out. <laughs> you know what Reanimate Pod thinks is really good? When the song you're listening to in the car finishes right as you pull into the driveway. Oh, really good. Really good. And you know what Emily Britzi thinks is really good? Ordering a takeaway coffee and receiving a free little sweet biscuit to go with it. Really good. Really good. And you know what Leon Sue thinks is really good? When you boil just the perfect amount of water to make a cup of coffee. Oh, really good. Really good. Thank you for listening, so welcome to Patchwork for another week. Patrons, you are beautiful, and we had our lovely Zoom call with you where we got to see your beautiful faces. If you want to become a Patron and you want a bonus patch in the off week, go to patreon.com forward slash welcome to Patchwork and join up. It's only a couple of dollars a month, and it helps us out heaps. And I think this week we might do a little bonus patch about active listening. Yes. Oh, yes, that is what we're going to do, isn't it? Yes. Very good, Christian. Very good. I was listening, Dion. <laughs> and Josh and I had a really lovely experience. We were at breakfast and a uh, fan of the show, Liv, came up to us and said, hey, I left you guys a review on Apple Podcasts. We had a really, really lovely um, chat with her. Um, but that's just a reminder. Apple Podcasts is the place where you can go and review our show. Um, so, yeah, open up your Apple Podcasts app. You could even do it now. Christian, you could do it now. I'm doing it. Have you rated the show, Christian? Of course. Josh, have you? I actually don't because I don't have Apple devices. Get an Apple oh. device. That's a reason. Yeah, yeah $900 later. Yeah. So go to One a- more review. So go to apple.com.au, <laughs> buy an Apple device, and, yeah, rate us. Please rate us. It's a lovely thing for you to do, and it helps us get discovered to other people who might also enjoy the show as well. As we do every week, we sew a new patch into our quilt of friendship. Josh, what patch did you sew into our quilt this week? 
Thank you, Dion. My patch this week uh-huh, is uh-huh. me saying something not particularly Ooh, interesting. interesting or engaging, uh-huh. but you guys agreeing Very with nice. it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, really good. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, what patch did you sew this week? This week I sewed into my patch the office building of mice living beneath Josh and my place that have a very strict no squeaking outside of business hours. <laughs> yes. And Dion, what did you sew into your patch this week? My patch this week is a poem actually authored by Christian and Josh. And it goes, three clean mice, three clean mice. See how clean they are. See how clean they are. They all run around the Carlton house, the poo outside of the Carlton house. They can't even open the pantry door as three clean mice, as three clean mice. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patrick for another week. I've been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Good mice. Good mice. Good mice. An anti-choke heart is a particularly good start. <laughs> An anti-choke heart is a particularly good start. Artichoke. Uh, I wrote anti-choke. <laughs> Mate, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't even notice. It auto-corrected it. <laughs> That's great. All right, All right. Let, let's do that one again. Okay.